this week we have a very special guest, um, a new friend of mine that I've been able to meet through a couple of different acquaintances and friends, and I, I've been in awe and inspired myself just at what she's done and what she's doing in the world, making a difference, the ability that she's been able to grow her business and the, the reach she's created worldwide is absolutely spectacular. And I really want to introduce Ms. Marie Forleo. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my honor to be here, Derek. Thank you for having me on the show. Very welcome. Very excited to have you. And we're excited to share with you just some insights. For those of you, and I get a lot of questions on this, and people always reaching out and saying, listen, I have a business, and I'm trying to figure out how to take it online. And whether that's a flower shop, a you know hair design studio, a graphic design, which should be online anyways, but somehow you're not. <laughs> and all the way to someone saying, I don't have a business, and I'm trying to find a way to pay my bills, take care of my family, give myself the freedom to really be there for the ones I love and have the freedoms to travel and do all the things I dream about, and I'm trying to figure out how to get started. And when we thought about the list of who we can reach out to, there's so many people pretending to talk about this topic, and there's so much fluff out there nowadays that we just comb through one after the other after the other. And when I got to Marie... Um, my dad interviewed her a while ago, and I remember seeing that and being like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I heard about other people working with her, and a friend of mine started raving about her. And then I met a friend who's like, oh, you got to talk to her. She's so cool. And then I actually had a few friends who went through her online program, and they're probably some of your largest, most raving fans. And these are people that I trust so dearly because they're such close friends of mine. And whatever they would say, I would believe a 1,000%. And they came to me like, Jarek, I don't care how many programs you've taken. I don't care what you've signed up for. I don't care where you've been through. She's legit, beyond legit, and has everything you need to know and all the reminders you need if you haven't applied what you know so far, but this is the woman. <laughs> oh, well, that thank you. I feel so honored by what you shared. Um, we pour our hearts and soul into everything that we do, and me personally, I pour everything I have into what I create. So I really, really appreciate uh, what you shared. And I appreciate being here today and being able to give as much as I can and give people insight because I know how tough of a journey it was for me. So if I can help shorten that learning curve and get people on track for what their dreams are, you know, quicker and with maybe a little less pain, that would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's our goal with JRC TV is to help people speed up their process, achieve rapid results and really go out and get the results they desire and deserve. Um, so speaking of your history a little bit, I'd love to give people just a mini brief history of what brought you to where you are today just so they can better understand the journey you took. Absolutely. You know, when I was in college, uh, I knew I wanted to do something big and important in the world, but I didn't know really what that was going to be. And my first foray into the professional world was on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I was like, it's exciting, I have a lot of energy as a human being, so there's actually no seats, you have to stand up and run around all day, and it's crazy pants, and you know, it's awesome in many ways, but quickly I discovered my bosses, they were living for those two-week vacations that they had once a year, and while they were making millions and tens of millions, and you know, an extraordinary amount of wealth in a financial sense, I didn't get a sense that there was a lot of spiritual wealth or emotional wealth. And for me, there was a big disconnect there. And even though I didn't know what I wanted to ultimately do, I knew that place wasn't it. And I was terrified because I had just gone through school and this was my education and my parents had helped me pay for it and I helped me pay for it, but I felt like a loser, to be honest with you, because I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? But I said, you know, I can figure this out. 
I went on a bit of an odyssey. I wound up working in both um, the ad side of magazine publishing and the editorial side of magazine publishing because I was trying to merge my passion for business with this desire to be creative. And I thought maybe the magazine industry was going to be a good balance. But you know, I'd gone through a couple of periods of time in both of those jobs, and I kept having this feeling like a part of me was dying inside. And then I started to really panic. I'm like, okay, I know I'm smart. I know I have drive, but I feel like a complete loser because I can't seem to want to stay in a job. And it wasn't like I was getting fired, but I just felt like time was passing me by. And thankfully, I stumbled upon this article about life coaching. Now, you have to get Jarek. At the time, I was, I think, 22, 23. And I was like, who the heck's going to hire a 22 or 23-year-old life coach? Like, I was rolling my eyes at myself because... It was ridiculous, but I couldn't deny how right something felt in my soul. I couldn't deny that there was a spark that lit up that had never lit up before. And so I said, you know what? I think I have to do this. Signed up for coach training. In about six months, I got a job offer from Vogue magazine. So that was my fork in the road. Either work for the most you know, incredible fashion magazine in the world or quit and start a life coaching business like when you're still in life coaching training. So yep. of course... I quit, <laughs> and that's how everything started. I, I didn't start making money at first through my coaching business. I bartended, I waited tables, I did odd jobs, and Derek, I did that for about six or seven years. Wow. Yeah, and I was, yeah. The question is right there, how did you make that decision? I mean, you're, you're faced with something that people dream about as a career, where it's like, if I could just get that job at that place, oh my God, that'd be everything. Yes. And you're split between that and, and life coaching. <laughs> how, how did you decide? So it was, it was honestly an intuitive heart thing. I feel like one of the things I've been blessed with, and I think that's been passed down from my mom and from my family, is always being trained to, like, how does something feel? Despite what your mind says, despite what logic says, like how does it feel in your gut, in your body, in your heart? And I remember looking at that job offer, and on paper it looked amazing, and I got exactly what you said. People would kill for this position. But for me, everything was pulling me over to this life coaching world. Every time I would do my studies at night and take these teleclasses, it felt like everything in me was coming alive. And it was, it was just... It wasn't the most logical decision, but it was the emotionally right decision. And clearly, you know, in retrospect, looking back, it was the most amazing decision I could ever make. I was totally terrified, but I knew because I had paid for so much of my education through bartending, it was like looking at the worst case scenario. I said, okay, if I totally quit my job right now and I try and start this coaching business and I fail, will I be homeless? The answer was no. I knew I would work at McDonald's if I had to. I come from a very blue-collar work ethic where you just work and you work and you make it happen and there's not a lot of pride in terms of I'm better than that or that's below me. The way that I was brought up, it was just like if you're doing honest work and you're putting your all into it and you earn money, like there's never any shame in that. So that was kind of my perspective on how I made the decision and realized what's the worst thing that can happen. And it was really... My ego would be bruised, maybe. Maybe I'd lose a couple more years, but nothing physically would harm me, and I would be able to at least keep a roof over my head. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I had a similar experience. I One of the greatest gifts Dad ever gave me growing up was he started with nothing, homeless in his car at 16, built his way up as I grew up, and when I was time to graduate, he helped me through school, and he made a rule with me that the day you graduate, you're on your own, pal. 
And it was one of the greatest hands-down gifts he ever passed on because when I went to work for him, did sales for a couple of years, got tired of it, transitioned out. And when I got back to San Diego, before I started my first little online business, um, it, it was amazing. Like I was working three jobs. I was stuffing boxes in a warehouse, working inside sales, and coaching people on the side. Yes. That hustle, I think, is a, is a key, key, key factor for so many people when getting started is they want to have the dream of, I'm just going to quit everything and I'm going to have this million dollar online business tomorrow. And, you know, I always do face to palm and be like, no, <laughs> get three jobs. You know, hopefully they'll piss you off enough to inspire you to work your tail off at really building that online business. And it's amazing how much more fulfillment you'll have along the journey. Yeah, and I can even say, you know, because I've had this kind of come back at me, they're like, okay, Marie, that was great. You know, you were in your 20s, and they are absolutely right. You know, if folks are hearing this, perhaps whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you have kids, you have a mortgage, you know, there's responsibilities, and I've heard that kind of pushback. But I will tell you, after working with tens of thousands of people now, I have seen people of every age range with every kind of obligation with three little ones at home figure this out. So maybe my path of bartending or you know your side hustle with packing boxes and doing inside sales, I find that there's a way for all of us to figure that out. And if it takes making some kind of, you know, Decisions like, wow, I have a house and a mortgage, but I could downsize and create a little bit more space for myself. Or, you know, maybe we're not going to go out to eat three days a week. Or, you've got to get creative. And again, as your dad says, it's probably one of my favorite um, Tony Robbinisms. It's not about your resources; it's about your resourcefulness. And for me, it's that philosophy of like, okay, so this is my college that I've created, and this is my life. How can I adjust things to make this happen? And it's not. I think I love what you said. It's not going to happen in six months or a year or two years. I even tell people, like, the first two or three years, don't expect that much. Some people are these anomalies, and they're able to bust out, and sometimes we hear those stories, and all of us can compare ourselves and go, like, what's wrong with me? Like, how did they build this six-figure business in six months? And I'm like, you know what? That's not normal. <laughs> it's not typical. Most of us work and grind for a while and then we start to get momentum and then the fruit starts to come and then it's beautiful but you have to be willing to be persistent in the beginning. Absolutely. And I my belief my whole focus has been how do you speed that up for people? And you're right. If it, it took when you rewind anyone's story, there's usually five, ten years of them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually preparing, being ready, building, 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 building. And then momentum starts to kick in and build and a lot of times they don't realize that that's part of their story and, and that's something you have to step into and that's something I really focus on with people. Yes. Uh, tell us more about your story. So you made that decision, yes. you, you, you know, you're standing in the fork of the road between everyone's dream and your spirit and intention is guiding you and you, you went this way and you trusted your gut and you went with it yes. and what happened from there? So. Uh, I went to a place called Coach University, which at the time was the only coach training institute really that was around and that seemed really reputable. And one of the lessons that they taught was start an email newsletter. Just start publishing your own content, reach out to people, whatever your ideas are, however you want to inspire and instruct people to have an amazing life. Start putting that content on and having like this regular content schedule. And again, this was like back in the day when email newsletters were like, what is People are calling them like an e-zine, an e-zine, like all these weird, like dorky words. 
Um, but I listened because I was just out of college and I was a straight A student, so I was like always doing homework. And I was like, this is my homework, I'm gonna do it. So I started publishing this email newsletter. When I was bartending, people would ask me what else I do. I would tell them on the life coach, I'd say, get on my newsletter. I was teaching a fitness class or out doing anything and someone would ask me what I do, I'd say, get on my email newsletter. And in the beginning, Derek, I coached anyone who would let me. Like, I would coach a dog if someone would let me coach their dog. It didn't matter because I was just trying to develop my skills and understand how I could positively impact people and what kind of clients I wanted to work with. I remember um, getting a really good deal on my first website. I don't program. I don't code. I don't know how to do any of that. But someone that my dad worked with was said, I said, hey, I saved my life. $1,000, can you help me put together this website? It was such a basic, cheesy website, but it was the best I could do at that time. And that's really how I started. I just was like finding clients anywhere I could, developing this, this email newsletter, and then eventually um, I wound up writing my first ebook, which was um, around women and relationships. And that's when I started to really understand marketing, online marketing, the power of leverage, and the potential that we have using these modern tools of entrepreneurship to reach people all around the world. That was a big turning point for me. That's huge. And for, for people watching, they, they see your growth, they see your experience, they watch how you kind of wiggled through there, yeah, and yeah. They, they're looking at their own life, and they're like, okay, well, I didn't go that route. You know, I, I started my business 15 years ago, and I own a flower shop, and, you know, how in the world is this going to apply to me, this whole online world? I don't get it. Sure. You know, customers have to drive by to see me. Or... Absolutely. And, and what I say to that is, like, bring it back to our own personal experience. I mean, every single day, this morning, for example. So, um, you know, New York has just been a flurry of snowstorms all winter long this year. And this morning, I'm like, gosh, I need some help digging out my car. I really do. Like, the car is literally buried in snow. What do I do? I go online and find help. Thinking about sending my mom flowers, to use your example, you know, for Mother's Day or for her birthday. She doesn't live in the same state as me anymore, so what do I do? I go online and I search for a florist. So I think the best evidence is really the most obvious. What do we all do whenever we're, whenever we're looking for some kind of information or services or products? The first thing we do is we typically Google it. So even if you're not going to have some online business that sells information products or coaching or training or anything like that, you're a brick and mortar and it's a florist, why not have your website be your best unpaid salesperson 24-7? Why not have that thing be a lead magnet for all of the people in your community and the surrounding communities to know that you are the best freaking florist in your town? You have the best arrangements, you have the best reviews. There's all these different ways that you can use your online presence to enhance your business even if you don't want to physically sell the products online, but you're using it more to attract needs in and pre-sell them on how amazing you are. It's amazing. The other piece that happens is, and it, this seems silly once you get to know both sides, but how much credibility someone gives you when they just see your picture on a website and it says something about you positively. It's like, wow, like look at you there. It's and I'll tell you, I don't know if this has happened to you, Jared, but maybe it's happened for anyone listening. There's been times when I've heard about something and I go on my phone or I get home and I'm on my computer and I Google them and like there's kind of nothing there or it's like a super simple like landing page that I can't get any information at all, like their hours of operation, a contact, you know, there's like nothing there. 
and I literally want to pull my hair out and I'm on to the next vendor. So, you know, I'm not making the argument that people have to have these like $20,000 websites, but I think something simple and classy or even at the at the bottom line, understanding Yelp, understanding how you can use Yelp as a tool to circulate people, you know, into your field, get them onto your website and bring them into your store is huge. Not that we go into Yelp and B-School, but it's about understanding the psychology of testimonials and how to treat customers so that they just become your best raving fans out there bringing you more business. Absolutely. It's so important. I have a grandmother that's in her 80, how old is she, 74, 75 years old this year, and she still cold calls three days a week and does over six figures a year in insurance sales. Oh, my goodness. Love her. And it's my mom's mom, and, and I love her. She's one of my biggest inspirations. And I remember sitting down with Grandma and being like, Grandma, why don't you have a website? And she's like, oh, after 30-something years in the business, I can ha I use my Rolodex to call all my people. And, and one of my goals this year is to use a lot of what we pulled from B-School and everything we've learned along the way to actually build Grandma her own or her own platform in Los Angeles just because she works so freaking hard to give her the ability to attract more leads naturally based on everything she's already done in her life yes. would be a huge gift. And it's something simple that I know she would love from us. So we're excited to do that for her. So, so that's kind of the brick and mortar side. What about the people who are listening who are like, I don't even have a business. Like I have some cool idea that I think would be neat, but I don't even know if people are freaking interested in this. It's a great challenge. And I will tell you, Jarek, it's probably one of the most common questions I get. I think entrepreneurship in general, um, as we look ahead from this moment in time forward, what we're going to see is a mass of people, even more so than now, starting their own businesses. And they don't have to be like Fortune 500 businesses. They're going to be micro businesses, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, all the way up. So talking about if someone has an idea and they're not sure if anyone's going to even go for it, there's a couple things that you want to keep in mind. What we talk about in B-School is finding the sweet spot between something that you're most gifted at that you love to do, that you love to create, and finding the convergence of what an ideal customer <clears throat> excuse me, most wants or needs. So it's matching what you want to provide with what someone is actually going to value and pay for. And this comes down a little bit to discovering what your business model could be. You know, basic kind of business. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up is not, you know, I've heard this many times, like, I want a community, and I've always heard this one. I want a community of women. I just want to have a community of women and I want to inspire them and I just want to like, you know, give them lots of love and have them connect. And I'm like, that's awesome. I love you for that because I can feel your heart. But what's the business model? What's the value exchange? What are they actually paying me for? And so when we can kind of drill down and start to understand business models a little bit more, that's when I think people can start to get some traction. And I will tell you, I want to tell you a story about a woman named Hannah who's actually in Europe, um, we're going to send out her letter. We didn't ask her to send this letter. I had no idea of her results. Um, she sent us this letter, and it brought me to tears. She had signed up for B-School, and she didn't know what the heck she was doing. She hardly had a home. She was like on her last couple of um, rent checks before she was going to get kicked out. She didn't have much money at all. She basically scraped together her tuition, and she was almost thinking she was crazy for doing it. She had no business idea. All she knew, she was kind of like me, something felt right to her and she couldn't quite explain it logically. And she went through about three different iterations. She tried one business and it kind of failed. She tried another idea, no response. She tried something else and it was like, eh, something didn't feel right. The fourth thing that she tried hit 
And within three months, she actually not only made back her B-School investment, but now she's got this business and it's involved writing, which is something that she couldn't have predicted when she first started experimenting and trying things out. Um, we have this program in B-School called Start the Right Business. I created it for exactly the folks that you're talking about. They either have too many ideas and they can't choose one. They're like me. They're multi-passionate. They have an idea, but it's unproven. So they're like, I don't want to pour money and time into this unless I know it's going to actually work. Or the third group, which is maybe what you're describing, someone who has this inkling they want to have their own business, but they're like, I don't even know if I have a valuable idea. So we do walk people through a series of tests so that they can test the concept, prove it out there, start to ping out and see if people will actually buy their idea or their product or service before they keep going. And I think it's a really valid thing that most of us don't do enough of is slow down a little bit and test and really prove your concept. And then once you prove your concept, you've got a business model, you're clear that people will pay you, then it's a risk like all of us have to take. And I think you know it's important to remember in business as in relationships, there are no guarantees. You want guarantees, you don't want a business and you don't want a relationship because <laughs> it's literally impossible. But um, I'm sure you can agree with this, those two areas of life they're the most beautiful to take a risk on. Absolutely. They're the areas of life that give you the most freedom, the most joy, the most fulfillment, the most fun. Um, they're also the most wild journey up and down. And, and the more you learn to love that journey, the more you will have so much freedom and joy and fulfillment in your life if you really go for it. Um, one thing that's interesting that you pointed out, which is really fun, is when things are growing, it's like in the beginning, you get excited, you get passionate, you're like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go for this, it's so exciting, and, and everything seems like momentum is building, and, um, and, and I saw one of the episodes you sent out where it's like, what happens when people start pestering you, and like, it's not going to work, what do you think you're doing, you're crazy, and I always laugh, and I'm like, I mean, look at J.K. Rowling, everyone told her she was crazy, she's the first billionaire author, it's like, holy hell, thank God she kept going, yeah. and you look at that, but the other thing that started to happen is not only there's a little resistance, but there's also a point in time when you're working, 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 working. You're applying everything you've learned, and all of a sudden it starts to just plateau. Like nothing's really happening. Or worse, it starts to come back a little. It's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, like it's, something's going wrong. And what do you tell that person right in that moment? Because we all know that obviously it might get worse a little bit, and then all of a sudden curve right back up and get better. But what do you tell someone to remind someone that once they get going, it's going to be exciting, you may face some resistance, you'll hit your plateau eventually. seems like, you know, it's not getting bigger, not getting worse, it's just there. And all of a sudden when you start to slide and freak out, what do you tell that person just to help them make that curve back up and realize that it's coming? Well, I think a couple things to keep in mind. One, for all of us, you know, this life and especially the experience of building a business is absolutely a roller coaster. It has its ups and downs. I mean, that is the nature of life. If it wasn't moving and changing, we'd be in real big trouble. But I would also encourage someone, if they feel like they've hit a peak, it's plateaued, and perhaps there's either some backslide or downslide, is to take a look and do really an honest look inside of yourself. Have you been using methodologies that you totally don't believe in, that somehow aren't aligned with who you really are, but you heard they were a good idea and someone said, but you're like, you know what, I'm not aligned with it, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'd say that. Number two, is there any part of your life or your business, maybe it's a part of your um, life outside of your business, where there's some something incongruent, 
relationship, something you're not being honest about that you're not taking care of. I've seen in my life, you know, if there's something I don't want to look at, it'll get me to look at it one way or another. It'll stop me and say, Marie, something's wrong. You need to adjust. You need to, you know, reevaluate and get everything back in alignment. But I would say, you know, generally speaking, um, just take a look inside. I feel like we all have so much wisdom within, and it could be a little whisper of something that you didn't want to pay attention to before, and now it's getting louder, and now it's getting louder, and I think that's really the best thing. Number two would be, you have anybody that you trust, that's why I believe so much in community, and that you have someone who really has your best interest at heart, and you can just have an honest talk. Sometimes talking it out, that person may not even have the answer, but they're holding the space for you, they're listening, for you to find your own wisdom and your own answer. It's another good thing that works for me. Absolutely, and what you said I think is so important and why we chose you over so many other people that are out there talking about all kinds of shiny things that are gonna master, blow someone's business to the moon right now. And you hear all these things, whether it's doing this or this or writing a Kindle ebook or publishing here or doing this or doing this. You hear all these things and when I look at them, I was like, I feel so bad for people because you know, you're going to invest all this time and effort and money and it, it seems so great, but these are the things they see most often that someone plateaus and then slides on. And like you said, it's because they're believing someone saying, this is the next big thing versus spending time to actually build the foundation it takes to take where you want to go. Yeah. And that's why we love what you're up to. We, we've gone through the B-School, we've looked at all these different pieces, and this is the absolute foundation people need to build upon to then later use all those other options to possibly grow if they like them and it's congruent with who they are. Yeah. But this is the absolute foundation. Yeah, and for me, I also like training people and embedding their values and really the best of our humanity in their business. Like so much of what we do and so much of what I try to teach is don't follow me, don't model me. I'm going to teach you timeless principles. I'm going to teach you about human psychology. I'm going to teach you about connection because your expression is completely unique from me, and it should be. And the kind of business that you want to build has to have your unique fingerprint on it. I'm going to help you get the best of who you are and pour it into your expression. I always get so angry, Jared, and it's like it's a little bit of a thing I can get on a soapbox on, but I won't. When I see so much about like use this exact blueprint, it's like what we teach in B school. There's certain pillars, there's just fundamentals. Like you have to handle these things, and I'm going to give you best practices but I want you to masterfully recreate everything from your own heart and soul so it's completely uniquely you. You know, things like generosity, it's not a shiny object that goes out of style. Like it, when you literally bake in generosity to your business model from inception, it's almost impossible for you to fail. Sure, something may not work, but you're going to create a ton of goodwill, you're going to feel amazing by it, you're going to learn some great lessons, and you're going to have a team of supporters that even if you pivot or evolve your business, there's going to be nothing negative about those lessons. You're going to feel great about it. You're going to be able to move on. Very, very different than shiny objects or like automated webinars or and, I'm, and that stuff just makes me, they can be okay, but that kind of stuff just, you know, it makes me sick. It's like I want to teach people the fundamentals that as they evolve and as they change and start new businesses, these are going to serve them for life. Absolutely, and the, the other piece that happens there, which I loved you talk on, because I grew up in an environment where I even did it, um, where so many people believe in dad so much, and they love what he does, and they heard this word come out of his mouth a long time ago, which was called modeling, and oh. they, blah, they yeah. had a mis I had a misconception of it, I'm guilty of sin, so just so many people, lots of people in our community, 
And what ended up happening was they heard modeling and thought it meant copying. Yes. And so you see them, like, he says something, they say something, he does something, they do something, and it's like, oh, no, like, where's your heart, where's your soul, where's your peace? Yeah. And one part I love of what you guys go through is helping people identify that voice within them and bring that to life. It's yeah. so important because yeah. people struggle for so many years wondering why they can never break through and, like, get out to the world and get their message there. And the number one reason why I, I can see through what you teach because um, I've watched friends go to your program who are struggling with that, trying to get out to the world. All of a sudden, they went through B-School. They learned their unique spiritual soul message of the world, and all of a sudden, their business went like this and flourished. And it's because they were pushing, 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 but it was inauthentic. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. You, I remember a couple of years ago, I saw like a bunch of email newsletters, and everyone had like the same HTML format, and everyone did like they, and I'm just like, can we not be original here, folks? Like, everyone is so creative. And we all come so alive when we're using and flexing those creative muscles. And everyone has such unique quirks, like, you know, me. I love, I talked about this often, but, like, feels like Game of Thrones. I love the Smurfs. I love cookie dough. Like, there's a whole bunch of weird things that make me me, just like there's a whole bunch of weird things that make you you. And those little nuances, those little influences, can seep their way into your business, can seep their way into your stories, into how you communicate, and the things you choose to highlight. And there are literally millions of people that will resonate with the freak that you are, just like the freak that I am. <laughs> and that's what the beautiful thing is. And business starts to become so much more pleasurable and joyful and like a true human connection versus some robotic thing of what you think you should do to look professional or, or connect the right way. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I, I first want to acknowledge you on, but then just mention briefly for people, is I remember I, I logged in and I was learning about B-School and going through all the modules, and the one part that stood out to me is you mentioned a lot of people want to create a community, and I have yet to find a community that is so connected to each other, so supportive of each other. And I was watching posts and people who were like, oh, I have this idea and I want to do this. And all these people would jump in and be like, oh, let me help you connect. Talk to this person. Let's do this. I'll help out. And I was just like, wow. Like, Jesus. I mean, I, I've, I guess I grew up in a community where there's a lot of people in this community, but there's a lot of competitive people in this community. And I've never seen so many people collaborate and work together in such a beautiful way. Aww. And I wanted to throw that out there. I, I'm curious. How the hell did you do it? But yeah. me, um, you know, what is that like for people? And, and maybe, I don't know if you have examples of people who are in there and how that support has really helped them flourish, but it's, it's amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, totally, on both counts. One thing I am uh, very, very clear about and I make no apologies about is I really take a stand for kindness. And I let people know and I communicate a message about this as clearly as I possibly can throughout the entire program and also in our private Facebook community that, you know, being negative is not okay. Being toxic, being catty, being gossipy, being mean, it is not okay. Different opinions that are shared in a respect of, you know, with respect and honor and like looking for the best idea, awesome. That's what, you know, the best things come to the top when there's a little bit of creative friction but it's handled in like, hey, I respect you, I think this, Let's look at all the different things here. But I think it's because I'm so verbal that, look, if you misbehave, 
and you're unkind in this community, you're out. I don't care about your money. You can get your money, whatever. You're just, you can't come hang out here because growing a business and creating a life that you love is hard. And we need to create that container for people to be able to come to a space where they feel safe and they feel like it's positive and it's forward moving. And even if they're having a tough day, they can express that and have people just come in and say, hey, you know what? I don't know if I can help you, but I, I hear you. And my heart goes out to you and I'm sending you love. And it sounds neat, right? But that makes a huge difference for folks. You know, we've had people lose, like, a husband. We've had a woman in the past couple days. Uh, we kept it secret for, I think, over almost 20 years. It might have been 10 years. But she was raped. She never even told her mom. And she came out and shared this with our community. And I mean, the outpouring of love from both our men and our women holding that space for her to be brave and to express something that has been holding her back for so long. Like, it could bring tears to my eyes. I, I just feel like we try and do such a good job of letting people know that we respect who they are, honor who they are, and this is a place for them to come and step out into their greatness, and we protect it with all of our might. And, you know, no community is perfect, and, and you know, if someone's having a bad day and we have to go, ah, ah, you know, hey, is there another way to say that? We totally step in and do it. But um, it's enormous. I mean, we've had people build their entire businesses from connections they made in the community. Like, you know, someone has an idea, they know someone else, and they just, it rolls on from there. I think it's because of the core of what we teach in B-School is about our best and our human values, about generosity, about kindness, about compassion, about connection, that that's really baked into um, the Facebook community and how we treat each other. It's beautiful, and it's amazing to see. And and like I said, I, I've watched tons of communities around the world, and I, I've certainly grown up in dads and watched all different pieces, and no matter how great the intention is, there's usually these like little segments to start to push and pull and do all this stuff, and I, I, I haven't seen that in B-School. I've watched closely and just kind of analyzed and seen what people are talking about, what they're doing, what they're up to, and it's such a beautiful, flourishing community. There's something you mentioned, because I remember in the beginning, um, and, and I actually did this a long time ago as well. Back in the day, I had a partner, and we were focused in only Los Angeles, speaking with specifically small business owners, teaching them how to build it online, and about 80% of our clientele, if not more, was all women. And, and that was a big thing for us because my belief, I went and volunteered in Africa, and my training in organic farming, they told us, if you want to change the world, get to the women of these villages, and they will change the world here in Africa. And I don't know how that stood with me, but I came back to Los Angeles and did the same thing. <laughs> like, if we want to change this, we've got to find the ladies because they're willing to be flexible and go for it. Yeah. And I know recently... You wanted to expand that because you have an unbelievable base of, of women that are connected to that community. Right. And the part is, the friend who induced, in, first introduced me to it is Mastin, who's another guy. Yep. And he introduced me to it. And I was like, well, this is cool. Like, it's a guy telling me about it. And, and then I started to meet some of the other guys who've gone through it. And you start to hear really cool stories of how guys have now become really integrated in this. Yeah. And, and you guys have lovingly opened up your arms. Yeah. Uh, brought them in and really supported them as well. And I'd love to just throw that out there for the guys listening that this might sound like, oh, great, a bunch of girls talking online, but, dude, if you're a guy and you're listening, you're missing out if you ain't a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, um, it's interesting because when the program first started, you know, uh, what we didn't get a chance to talk about earlier was I had 
quite an amazing uh, career in health and fitness. And I've taught a lot of dance classes, taught a lot of hip hop. I used to teach here in New York and travel around with Nike all around the world. And my first book, I'm working on my second book now, but my first book was called Make Every Man Want You, How to Be So Irresistible You'll Barely Keep From Dating Yourself. So I had amassed this incredible female audience. And it was not against the men at all. There was no real gender-specific content. Even Make Every Man Want You is, is a human book, but I just packaged it because I knew I wanted to market to women. So when we started B-School, it was almost all women, like 99%, like one brave dude who we loved him up so much. But as the years have gone on, I've had a lot of questions of like guys going, hey, can I come in too? And my content has never been gender-specific. We're like, yeah, come on in. But then when I took a look at my own branding and I took a look at the messaging, I realized, oh my god, I'm giving guys a hurdle. So this year we actually made a very, very conscious choice to do some subtle tweaks uh, about that. And I have to tell you, the men in our community are amazing. Like, so amazing. Jared, if you haven't, um, if you haven't seen it, Jared, I'm so sorry, I called you with a D. Um, uh, we have a Live Your Dream campaign. If you Google search Marie Forleo Live Your Dream, you'll see a couple of our guys' stories on there, and they're just incredible, like super, super incredible. And for me, it was really important to be inclusive of all. It's like, I don't care your gender, I don't care your sexual orientation, I don't care your age, I don't care where you're from. As long as you have the heart and soul and the drive and the willingness to play and you want to create something, you are welcome. Very cool. And I love it. And it, it's neat to see that growth and that expansion because my belief was just like in Africa, when you get to the women, things will start to adjust, things will start to move, and they'll be willing to take that first step and risk. And now that momentum's moving and people are seeing like this works, this is legit, this is where you need to go, it's neat to see the, the pickup and momentum and how many more guys are going to be joining in. And it's fun to see how that's rippling out. It's amazing. Yeah, um, and I also, I also do believe too, it's like men and women, like we have to work together. You know what I mean? Anything that's just half of the planet is just not going to work. So for me, it was really about going like, hey, there's so many amazing men and there's so many amazing women. And think about the magic we create together when we rock this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I realized, thank you for spending so much time with us today. Um, we're we're, we're going to start winding down, but I want to tell just that, that last bit of your story. You, you came out of there, you went into um, hip-hop and dance, you're traveling around the world, and then you finally transitioned, you, you became an author, you finally transitioned, and you, you eventually started B-School. Where was the origination of B-School? How did it come about? And where is it today and where is it headed so people know and how they can get involved? Oh, absolutely. So basically, when I was teaching so much fitness, you know, my man, Josh, he, we've been together for 11 years, he's an actor, and he would get jobs on these films, and he'd always be like, Marie, come with me. And I'm like, I have to teach five hip-hop classes this week in New York City. I cannot jump on a plane right now. Eventually, that got to the place where I was like, okay, I need to be completely location independent. I made a very conscious choice to wind down my fitness career and put everything I had to my online business. And people at that time were actually asking me, because at that time I was still doing primarily life coaching and it was a lot of personal development. And they were like, how do you fill up these classes, selling this book, doing this life coaching? I was like, it's all because I understand marketing. Like marketing is the secret sauce under everything and it doesn't have to be sleazy, it doesn't have to be slimy, it doesn't have to be pushy. You can do it in a super authentic way. And that's when the light bulb started to go off. Because anytime I would go to an internet marketing conference, um, it was... 99 to almost 100% men and me. 
And some of the tactics and the strategies that were talked about on stage and the way that customers were talked about, it didn't sit right with me. It was like people were numbers and they were leads and you can trick them and convert them and it was just, it was horrible. But then I had learned all of this other wisdom, you know, from other teachers. I was like, wow, this is really good. And I was like, why is there not some place that's teaching ethical marketing and ethical sales and especially in a modern place? And again, at that time it started because you know, Derek, this is a story. I was at one of these conferences, again, maybe like 700 people, mostly guys, and I was on an escalator, and heading up to the main event where everyone was gonna go on stage and teach. And this guy turned to me, and he's like, uh, you know, what do you do? And I was, I was like, telling him about my business. He's like, oh, do you, do you make money with that, or is, or is that a hobby? And I, I'm from Jersey. It took everything in me not to clock this guy like right on the spot and I was just like are you for real like did you just say that to me so anyway there was a bit of you talked about this earlier like maybe something pisses you off so much and it actually inspires something amazing that conversation was part of what inspired B-School initially because I was like this brother does not know who he is dealing with right now so B-School came about because I really saw there was a hole in the market for teaching honest, ethical, smart online marketing in a very modern way that was transparent and that honors both the business owner, the customer, and the greater world at large. Wow, I love that. I really love that, and it's so true. I, I've attended so many of those events, and I remember hearing stuff like, if you add a charity, it's going to get 1.2% more dollars per click on your page. And I was like, no! I was like, wait, yes, give the charity, but no! Yes, yes I know. Doing it. Totally. That's exactly, I, I was like shocked at a lot of the things I was hearing, and I was like, oh, I got to fix it. I in the back of the room with my head against the wall, like, <laughs> I love, hate relationships. Someone needs to do this better. Yeah. And, you know, thank God you came about and brought this together and it provided this. And, and like I said, build the foundation for people, show them what to do, not only the foundation to build on, but set that in place. And then where to go from there and how to take it really to the, where their dreams are. And, and I, I've heard you mention in other places that some people's dream isn't to have the million, billion dollar business. And that's awesome. Like one of the things I'm so passionate about is telling people, like, analyze your ambition. A million or a billion dollar business is not the holy grail. You know what? It's a whole lot of freaking work. And it's awesome if you want it, but if your ideal is like, I want to live debt free, I want a business that earns $60,000 a year and I want to take a lot of my time off, rock on. Like, own that and don't let society define who you are or what success means to you because it really has to come from the inside out and screw all these other ideas of like materialism and blah, 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 blah. Not to say that we can't enjoy some things, I enjoy some things, but you have to take the time to push out the noise and get clear on that definition of success for yourself. It's so important. I grew up with that and I was so frustrated for so many years because I watched dad on his way to being a billionaire. Yes. I'm like, oh, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, dude, I like working out. I like traveling. I like relaxing from sometimes. Like, I don't think the word exists in his vocabulary. <laughs> And, and it's been a blessing in our own relationship with each other. Yeah. But nowadays, we live a couple months, my fiance and I live a couple months on a cruise ship every year. We just got done living in Costa Rica for a few months. After that, we did a volunteer road trip across the US in eight cities, just doing volunteer work in eight different cities, all while still running our business every single day online from a laptop in the middle of freaking Texas via Wi-Fi. And as silly and crazy and wild as that is, that was our dream. 
when I finally gave up the noise of I'm supposed to do what dad did and build a billion dollar company and do all these things, and I started trusting my heart and soul and being like, hey, this is right for me. This is what I'm about. I want this freedom. I want this lifestyle. All of a sudden, things clicked, and it opened up just what we were talking before. For me, it opened up in a way where it's like, wow, this is it. Like, if I got to do this every single day of my life forever, I'm stoked. <laughs> it's amazing, right? There's incredible freedom that comes from that. And I do think it's something, you know, so much of what we're talking about, Jarek, is things that I feel like should be taught in school. It's like we never teach our kids how to define success for themselves or even to look outside of traditional ideas of what that word even means. And I think we have such a great opportunity now, you know, to influence people of every level, every age group, to challenge those assumptions and to question really like, you know, bigger is not always better. And I've had a lot of criticism. People are like, why don't you put B-School on Evergreen and why don't you run it three times a year? And I'm like, because I don't want to. Like I've thought very consciously about every decision I make in my business and I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I make decisions with my heart and with my soul and I try and do it you know, with as much integrity and transparency as possible and I'm not following anyone else's molds. I'm following what I feel to be true in my heart and what I'm put on earth to do. That's so beautiful. Um, you mentioned something that's so important for people watching this. Um, you did mention B-School is a once a year thing. Yes. And I realized that because I had people who so many months after last year's opening were like, hey, I got that email and I really want to join. Can you email her and get me in? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And I was bummed because they really wanted in three months after the fact. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's something they do. So could you explain the details on that? Yeah. We do be school once a year and the quick reason why is because we pour so much of our heart and souls into it and I am so present throughout the program and it's pretty intense that we wouldn't want to devote that many resources to it at this point in the game more than once a year. It's like once a year we're like we need a vacation after it. Um, so B-School, the registration um, opens up, do you want those dates? Is that, Absolutely, is that please. Yeah. Registration opens up on February 19th and it goes until March 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is super, super important. We're pretty um, detail-oriented when it comes to times. Again, we're not, even though we run an incredible business and we take care of everything, we're not like, you know, a thousand people. We're a small team. We pour everything we have into it. So 3 p.m. Eastern, March 5th, that's when enrollment ends. The course begins on March 10th, and it runs for eight consecutive weeks. But here's the thing most people have to really get. Even if you've got a wedding, you're away on vacation, everything is recorded. The community is yours forever, and you're a B-schooler for life. And what that means is, A, you always have access to all your materials, but every year when we go through it again, you can go through it again with us live for free. You don't have to pay any more. And there's something beautiful that happens when everybody comes back, all the grads, all the alums, and we go through these core modules all again together. People get new insights. They're working on a new level. It's just, it's absolutely extraordinary and it's magical. So even if um, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this because I have this thing going on, if you feel it in your heart, go for it, uh, unless you really are clear that you're like, you know what, I will wait for next year. Absolutely. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on here. <laughs> and um, what's fun is we're sharing with this world. I was gifted by someone else the ability to join in parts of B-School and to check it all out and to get to know it and all that stuff. And so I'm making this commitment myself. I'm personally going to sign up this year and go start to finish with you. 
because I, I've, I've gone through and so many friends have gone through and I've got, done some of the modules and my belief is even if you've done it before, like you said, starting from day one, making the commitment, following it step by step exactly as it's built does something magical in someone's life and no matter how many times I've done this, whatever seminar event it is, every time we've gone through, something magical has always happened. Always happens for me. Every time I'm like re-looking at the program and retweaking it, like I go back to the fundamentals. You know, there's that great Bruce Lee quote, like I'm not afraid of the guy who practices 10,000 kicks once. I'm afraid of the guy who practices one kick 10,000 times. And that's how I feel like that. We train mastery in B-School. It's like get these fundamentals, get them in your bones, like have this stuff so on tap that you're just on fire no matter what you want to produce. It's awesome. Absolutely. So we're going to have the link below this video up on JRC TV. We'll have it in the email that comes out to you if you're watching this. And also, if you just want to straight up Google it because you want to know more, um, is it you just Google Marie Forleo B-School? Yeah, Marie Forleo B-School. There's um, Is B-School Right for Me? And there's a whole list of tough questions and my honest-to-goodness answers. And if you want to be uh, Google Marie Forleo Live Your Dream. There's over 40 in-depth case studies from people from every walk of life, every level of experience, and it's it's really inspiring. Even if you don't join us, just watching people who have figured something out, taken it to the next level, it'll really charge you up. Absolutely, and I'll throw in a bonus for if you watch this whole video and you watch the whole thing and you went through the different training videos with Marie. Um, what I'll do is I never do this. If you want to coach with me, it's always a six-month minimum package. But for anyone who joins, um, I'll do a month of personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with you for three calls to make sure that when you get in and when you start doing it, I'll help hold you accountable and make sure that you're really following through with what you're learning, not just watching it and thinking it's great. So I'll <laughs> toss that in as a bonus and you know, minimum six grand or ten grand, twenty grand to work together. But I'll throw that in for anyone who wants to. Just email me your receipt from Marie, regardless if it comes to our link or not, and I'd be happy to support you. That's, Derek, you're amazing, and I just want to acknowledge you, and I mean, ever since, just a little brag on you for a hot minute, ever since we have been connected, every single email and every single interaction, like, I just, whenever you send me something or whenever we're connected, I get such a burst of light and love and energy. I just want to thank you for being you, and thank you so much for having me on today. Like, such a pleasure and honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to hang out more. I realize you guys are up in the city. I, I just moved. We're house hunting right now in Florida. So if, if you end up being a snowbird and swinging this way, let us know. We'll, we'll say hi, and I'm sure I'll be up in the city once it gets warm. My fiance and I have one promise to each other. Never live in a cold place. Yes, I love you guys for it. That is awesome. We're typically in L.A. at this time, but I had one of those heart-like um, intuition things that said I had to stay in the city for the winter, and I'm listening to it, and I've seen a couple reasons why I, sh I should be here. So I love it, though. It's beautiful. We love to visit cold places. We don't like living cold. She grew up in Michigan, so she made me promise that. She was like, you have to promise me one thing. We'll never do that. And I was like, okay, Smart deal. Woman. Smart woman. I love her already. Very cool. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. This has been an extended episode of JRC TV. Enjoy this. Join us for B-School. I'm going to be there personally. I look forward to seeing you inside. I look forward to being part of the community with you as we go through together. And until next week, I hope you have an incredible week. Bye. Hi, everybody.